It's no secret that the both of us are running out of time. So hello from the other side. I must have called a thousand times to tell you I'm sorry for everything that I've done. But when I call you, Welcome to Parallel. That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm Derek. Brandon, how are you? I'm well. Scar, how are you doing? Nigga, just chillin'. Chillin', 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 chillin'. Like a motherfucker. Man, you can't say that. That line literally leads to that nigga jacking off in front of the television. Nigga, pop, nigga, pop, 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 pop. That was back when Martin Lawrence was funny. That was back when Martin Lawrence was hella funny. Back when he was funny enough to come out there and do a whole show wearing a black leather suit with all lights on him. That nigga was sweating three minutes into the show and burning six in. I mean, let's be honest. Martin, I don't think he ever really stopped being funny. I, I, I'm thinking, I know You So Crazy was hilarious. That was that comedy routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember much from Run Tell That. Run Tell That was weird. Yeah, I don't remember. It was very weird to me. Yeah, Run Tell That was super weird to me. But the movies he did were all on the same even kill. Like, some of them were great, like um, Bad Boys. Some of them were mid, like Nothing to Lose, which I actually enjoyed. Um, Um, Bad Boys, um, you know, that just kind of felt to him. Blue Streak. Blue Streak was also perfect. That was him and Dave Chappelle. (laughs) I love Blue Streak. And it's going to hurt a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) He said I was stupid and I couldn't read good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Robbery homicide. (laughs) (laughs) I really really like Blue Streak. I think that was one of my favorite, favorite movies of his. But then the nigga did like Green Knight. And... Um, Black Knight was not bad. It just wasn't like amazing. Mm. I I don't think it was that bad. And then he did Big Mama's House. And the sequels of Big Mama's House. No, no, no. no. We're not just going to go past the best, best role for Maine ever as the villain in Big Mama's House. Who was was fucking hilarious? She gonna die when she see me? Like, yo, my man was on fire. Your boy Maine was on fire in that movie as the villain. Yeah, I I think that's the only. Have have we ever seen him play a villain before? No. That he was he was on fire that movie. Your boy Maine, Terrence Howard. If you don't know who I'm talking about. But yes. Terrence Howard was the villain in the first Big Mama's house. But I mean, those mm-hmm. three movies were awful. Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins was awful. Uh, 
Never saw it. Rebound, what I enjoy from a coaching aspect, because I coached youth basketball, so I understood what he was going through. National security? Nope. Death at a funeral? I don't even think I ever saw that one. I think I see. I I don't remember um, um, national security. It's it's like it's like I I know I've seen it, but I have no idea what that movie was about. You know, all of Martin's movies average between a five and a six on IMDb. Wow, even the Bad Boys. Big Mama's House got a five point two. Uh, open season got a 6.1. That might be his highest rated one. Let's see. Where's Bad Boys at? Bad Boy 2 got a 6.6. Bad Boys got a 6.8. By the way, I just want to give credit to Tia Leone. Uh, Life got a 6.7. Um, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate got a 5.5. Really? Boomerang got a 5.6, dog. Like, these ratings are awful. I changed my mind. You know, ain't no niggas did this shit. No. Well, no niggas are part of the voting committee on this shit. Nope, because there's no way that uh, Boomerang's getting a 5.6 while House Party gets a 6.4. Nope, not at all. But yeah, I ain't never seen Talking Dirty After Dark. I ain't never seen... I think I saw a piece of what's the worst that could happen. And then there's a thin line between love and hate, which literally got 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a bad movie. But it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Lynn Whitfield, she can't make bad movies. Yes, she can. That was one. Okay, I feel you. Lynn Whitfield, she always, like like someone said on, I saw a Facebook thing, uh, she can play some bad characters, but she ain't never played a broke character. <laughs> she, she ain't never broke. <laughs> she ain't never yeah, broke. but the way that they said that, they were, they had her on there, they were, they had her uh, from Eve Bayou talking about she plays uh Bad characters, but not broke characters. She didn't play a bad character in East Bayou. That was a good role for her. She played a good person. She got fucked over by Samuel L. Jackson. The bad person in that film was Megan Good. I don't remember that movie. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember it at all. It just didn't. It just didn't do anything for me. I feel you. Well, anyhow, I was going to play Beware of My Crew by LBC. The LBC, that was from Thin Line Between Love and Hate. But y'all ain't ready for that West Coast greatness. Nope, not at all. (laughs) So, episode five of Counterpart starts off with these three people going from one side to the other side. They all look sinister. Maybe it's because they're young and white. I don't know. But they all look like they're going to be a problem from the gate. Um, They all get into the same car. They all sit in the back seat. It's two guys and a skinny girl, so I guess I that con- works. I was I was confused because the tall guy, I thought he was somebody I've already seen before. Nope. Because, like I like said, they, they, keep running, they keep running in. They, the, 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 the white dudes keep running into each other to me. Like, they keep looking like each other. Yep, just somebody that you used to know. 
But they show up to an apartment that they're renting that has literal paper on every window. And uh, the landlord says it only has hot water for 30 minutes a day. And he's like, yo, I'm going to leave y'all here. Um, but if you make trouble for me, I'm going to make problems for you. And I'm like, dude, did no one ever tell you that you don't tell people you don't know? That right. if they make problems for you, you'll make problems for them? Did you not watch Oz? I mean, they, the first thing that they did was they walked in there, grabbed, grabbed the Thule from underneath the mattress. And they, and they made all- a water bottle, a water bottle silencer. Yep. Like, I ain't telling these motherfuckers shit. I'm literally not even walking in with you. Here's the key. Good luck. Right. They need they need a potato silencer, though. I, they stuffed a towel into a bottle and then put the blicky up to the bottle and then took his top off. I yep. didn't even think of that as an option. That is literally the most, no, the most ghetto one is using the potato. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Potato silencer. Because you never really know what you got killed by. <laughs> like, did, did the this potato th- really do, do it? Exactly. Like- did this nigga just get killed by a water potato? Huh. Yeah, I'm at. I'm going to have to watch South Central again. So, uh, in Alpha's world, Prime is walking, and he walks right past his go game. Because he don't know what Andre looked like. And Andre's like, Howard! And Prime walks back over to him, and he's like, oh, okay. And sits down and whoops Andre's ass and go. Until Andre mentions that he's it's his first his win ass. ever, and then Andre's like, "Man, you got good. It took you two months to get your first win. Congratulations!" So he looks up at him and realizes, like you said, that he shouldn't be whooping his ass, and so he throws the match. So Alpha will continue to suck, and he could keep up the facade of being Alpha. But like the the main thing is like you're not keeping up the facade because you're just staring at dude like you want to kill him the whole time and like you're not actually <laughs> talking to him like you just you just staring at him like like you know I could you know I could kill you with just my pinky right you know I smell the fear on you right right I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah so then he goes to see Emily and he tells her that even after all these years with her he's still out in the cold and Claire goes to Heinrich's deli and asks him what Prime was asking about and he's like I don't remember and she asks him if it's routine for him to betray his own kind. And he says that she's with Pope's consortium, the school. Then two other guys come in and lock the door. And you know what that means? He's about to die. And she yeah. asks him what he told Prime again. And he's like, it won't make a difference. And he's y'all right. Gonna what y- y'all y'all going to do what y'all do. But, like, they couldn't come up with a better name than the school. Man, they put him in school and then take him out of sleep agent. But all that he knows is that there's no sides. They all go to the same hell no matter which world you're in. How they know that? I don't know. I mean they're they're just spin-offs of they're just spin-offs of each other. So I feel like, like the devil in their hell has Shirley Locks. Okay. 
And I feel like the 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 devil on the other side is in an abusive relationship with Saddam Hussein. Oh um, man, he can change. He can change. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that again. I was thinking about that a couple of days ago. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> Shit sounds so much like Fox News before Fox News really hit my ears. Right. But that always makes me think of the old Dana Carvey thing. Can I finish? Can I finish? When he was um, making fun of Ross Perot. Mm. That's a, that's some old nigga shit for you right there. It is. I'm He's right. Old. Can I finish? Can I finish? Also, Dana Carvey was supposed to be in Bad Boys. Yeah, he was supposed, it was supposed to be him and the nigga from The Critic. John Lovitz. The Bad Boys was written for Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. Which... Really? Yes. And it was, and the guy got the, the dude, the producer met with Dana Carvey and the producer was kind of eccentric. Um, and he kind of creeped Dana Carvey out. So Dana Carvey pulled out of the movie and they rewrote it for, for Martin and Will. Um, but yeah, Dana Carvey and John Lovitz were the original people. And then also that same, that same producer, um, did something really creepy to uh, what's his name? Um, Kevin Smith, um, and wanted uh, Kevin Smith to put um, mechanical spiders in his movie and all of this kind of shit. And he was just like, "No, I don't want all of that shit in my movie." So he got so he turned him down. And um, the next movie that the producer did was Wild Wild West with a large mechanical spider. <laughs> <laughs> That just goes to show that the pull-out method doesn't work because he pulled out of that movie, and I bet he regrets it even now. Dana Carvey, I mean. You sure about that? I don't know anything Dana Carvey's done past Wayne's World that was successful. Oh, wait. Okay. I mean... Saturday Night Live? Saturday Night Live. He uh, he was part of an ensemble, though. And once he started doing movies, I thought he walked away from Saturday Night Live. They all do that. Yeah, so once he walked, I don't know too many Saturday Night Live people other than Adam Sandler, Billy Crystal, uh, the or, the early ages with Shep Eddie. Eddie to Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd and all them. Yeah, but the new niggas, after Chris dead. Rock, I don't know too many of them that had a successful career as an as a movie maker. Will Ferrell. Will What's Ferrell. Will? Yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Tim Meadows. No. The ladies man does not count. Yes, it does. The ladies man is awful. That movie was <laughs> fucking awful. That's and an I, awesome movie. I fuck with I fuck with some awful movies. Like I really there's some really awful movies that I'm like, I can watch that again. The ladies man was not one of those movies. Ladies man is the shit. His greatest movie was Mean <laughs> Girls. The the ladies man was shit. Like it was not like no, 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 no. Whatever happened to that dude? He just disappeared. Oh no. Um he said, living. Can I buy you a fish sandwich? It's the best <laughs> pickup line. The best. <laughs> oh shit. I think Hillary was in that movie. She was. Oh, he's 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 a He's a character on the Goldbergs. That's what he's been doing for the last longest. Yeah, he's the a Tim Meadows. 
He's yeah, been he's in a lot of shit. The Goldbergs. Tim Meadows been in a lot of shit. Looks like it. He's the Secretary of Defense in Space Force that I've never seen. Pops Burgers. So. You know what? I want to be the Secretary of Gangsta shit. Warn thyself. I feel like that's something that'll happen when idiocracy comes into <laughs> into play. That there'll be you're a you're the secretary of gangster shit. Secretary of gangster mother- shit, and it's the motherfucking thanks you get. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it will start with Snoop, and then it'll get passed down. And the secretary of gangster shit. Snoop Dogg is the, Snoop Dogg is above gangster shit at this point. He is a he is a literal literal superhero at this point. Like he can do anything. Like what what is there that Snoop can't do? Snoop is a success story. And to think he started off as that nigga behind the steps on half baked. Damn, that nigga disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga that nigga appeared to they were smoking that nigga appeared like children do when you got food like when they when, when they hear that when they hear that bag open like that's your kids just gotta show up like it just makes me laugh because they told that six foot four inch nigga look hide behind this trash can <laughs> and when we start lighting up i want you to rise up from behind this trash can it's literally a regular size metal trash can next to a stoop <laughs> and just pop out like oscar the grouch <laughs> and the nigga's so tall that his head is almost up to the top step and he had to crouch down behind that little ass trash can <laughs> oh shit i'm telling y'all dave Chappelle's an absolute piece of shit at this juncture but when he before he went bad that nigga was the best when he had other topics he was great mm-hmm so, Alpha goes to see Anna, but he runs into her boyfriend who punked him the fuck out. Because he's like, Absolutely. she don't fuck with you. This Maybe. episode was a good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Then he goes back outside and the Pope approaches him and tells him that he knows who he really is and why he's there. Then the Pope goes out of his way to discredit Prime Emily and Alpha's skeptical. Pope says he was just warning him out of good faith and that if he needs anything, to drop a letter on the lamppost. He confirms Ask your girl. Ask your girl what that means. Yep, exactly. It might surprise you what you don't know about her. Like, just salt. Nigga. You think the Pope knows about his Emily? Yeah. I think he does. I think that Prime might have told him. Because if you told him about Alpha... you You really don't think that Pope is behind all of this? This show's only five episodes in. I mean, it seems like Pope in in the school is kind of behind all of the happenings. On well, the I know episode. the school is behind the happenings, but they're trying to say Pope is behind it. But, but I don't Pope know. is Pope is Pope is the guy in charge of the school. I thought Claire and Lambert were behind it because they're the two that were in the room together. I was under I was under the impression that Pope was Pope was that nigga because when he went to go see his homeboy at the deli. And he was like, I think Pope is behind this. He's like, do you really want to know what's going on with your boy Pope? You sure you want to know this? I wouldn't have wanted to know. Bitch! If you're playing me, keep it on the low. <laughs> I can't help it. That's all your fault, Scar. Um, 
But he confirms what Prime told him, which is that Alpha's plain as fuck. Aldris and Peter go to work on a Saturday to sweep his office for bugs. Peter tells Aldris about the leak on the third floor, and he says there's only a few people that it could actually be, but that the mole has been in place for years. He said it could have been any of Aldris's boys, which, you know, means Clara's safe. Because he says it could be me, you, or any of your boys. Clara's a lady, so they ain't even on the track right. Andre comes to see Emily Alpha and gets very, very upset when he's not given access. I understood Shies. <laughs> he said that a lot. That's not Shies. This is shit. Do my yeah. Shies again. Yeah, you've been uh you've been you've been dipping in that German porn, huh? <laughs> no, this is all from South Park. Do my shies again. It's all from South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Okay. Scar's never seen that. I own that movie. Some of the best games were made by the folks from South Park because the Stick of Truth and um, the um, Fracture, Fracture, Fracture Butthole. Butthole. I, I own Fracture Butthole for the Switch. And you never played it. I did. I did play it for for a little bit. But I, I I hate the fact that you know I'm an X-Bot and the the buttons are in the wrong place for an X-Bot. I don't understand. You keep talking about how you're not this and you're not that. Like you're not a gamer and you you got all the systems, so you're not there for the system wars. But then every time you talk about a game, you're like, I'm an X-Bot, and so the buttons aren't right for me. No, I no, no, no. I I don't like the I don't like the term gamer. So I I say I'm not a gamer. I'm a person who likes playing video games. I but don't you're like a, the term. But I don't you're like an Xbox gamer. fan. Yeah. You happen to have all the systems. I am an Xbox fan. I'm an Xbox first. Um, because that's where my friends are. I'm not a solitary. I'm I'm not really a solitary gamer. I don't like playing games a whole lot by myself. Wait, wait. What's the game you're currently playing? I'm playing Two Point Campus, but is that I, multiplayer? But I is that multiplayer? Play, I also still play is a shit that ton multiplayer, of Division, Bob? and I'm playing a shit ton of Division and Ghost and Recon prior to Breakpoint. That, you were playing all of those Tycoon games, right? While still playing Division. And Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I have over 600 fucking hours in the division. I'm going to need you to come. I know you do. You were playing <laughs> that. You were playing that shit when Kenny was like. I am. I have been maybe playing, 16 or 17, dog. I, ha- I have almost 700 hours in the division, too. Alone. Yeah. That sounds like me in Hades. Yeah. <laughs> So, Alpha or uh, Prime follows Andre back to his apartment, watches what Flory goes to, goes up to the next landing and unscrews a light bulb from the stairway. And then he just sits there and waits. Alpha asks Emily about what Pope said, and she says that he shouldn't trust Pope. And he wants to know how Emily Prime and Emily Alpha became so different. Emily Prime works in strategy and tells him that Emily Alpha loved him very much. And he asks how he can help because someone out there is trying to kill his wife. Aldrich and Peter go to see Alice Prime to ask her about the leak in housekeeping, possibly all out of strategy or possibly the, the leak might be all a strategy. 
They don't know. They could they could all be corrupted. She tells him that it has to be them. And Peter asks, who the hell are you talking about? Peter's just sitting there like it's a you ever Yeah, he don't know what's going on. Yeah, you ever hear a conversation that you don't know what's going on and you're just watching it back and forth like it's a tennis match? Just looking at each other's lips as they talk, just trying to catch on to what the fuck is going on. Peter finally got mad and was like, What the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> Emily tells Alpha about the flu epidemic of the early 90s. It was a fever that escalated quickly, and it killed 7% of the world in four years. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. That's much more than COVID. That's a lot of people. That's a lot more than COVID. COVID was not even 1% or maybe 1%. Mm Mm-hmm. You're talking about seven times COVID? Yeah. That's bad. That's why they put them things in movie theaters. Put on your mask, bitch. We ain't going through this shit again. They almost lost Anna. And that was when she started doing drugs, Emily. Anna got better, but everything else got worse. And he asked if she and Ian are happy. And if she'll tell Ian about them, and she says no. The Mark arrives, and she tells Alpha that all he needs to do is find the delivery address of the pouch. If they find that, they find who Lambert is working with. Andre leaves his apartment and doesn't even notice Prime standing off in the darkness because why the fuck would you look up the stairs when you're going down the stairs? That's smart. Prime breaks in and takes a tour of the house, including a book about the game Go. He also finds a glizzy and a bunch of money and a file, and he reads the file. Alpha talks with Edgar about the pouches that he's moving for Lambert, and Edgar tells him that he's asking about things he shouldn't be concerned with and tells him he's going to get another drink. I'm, I I just got something cleared up for me. I told you all of the white dudes are running into each other. This mm-hmm. is the dude he plays the game with. Andre, yes. Oh, hold so, up. Who was the dude who played the game with? The guy he goes, the guy whose apartment Prime breaks into is Andre. The nigga who went to go see his go wife. With. The one that went to see his wife. Oh, Andre. yeah. He went to go see his wife at the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, that's Andre. Yeah, I I just put those people together just now. Like I told you, just, just I I just put those people together. So like this nigga playing games with you, this he playing games with her husband twice a week, being all chummy and shit. Meanwhile, you got a thing going on for his wife, bro. An affair. Got a thing. No, it's an affair. They love each other. At least five. At least Andre thinks that. That's fucked, man. I'm just going to say having a thing for somebody's wife while still playing games with you doesn't sound that far fetched based on my experiences. Correct. Mm hmm. Correct. Um. Edgar says he's going to get another drink, but really he's escaping, or so he thinks, because Emily Prime and Alpha catch him in the darkness of the back halls of the building, and he tells him that that the pouch goes to a mansion two hours outside of town, and he gives him the address. Alice tells Peter about a man who was able to exert quiet influence on his side. It was a black operation called Indigo. Why not just call it black? Like, I understand Indigo. Is another color is is you know if somebody called you an indigo boy, would you be mad? It'd be weird. It would I be think about indigo, I think about Pokemon. 
No, I think about the Indigo Girls. Pokemon. I'm old. I'm, old. <laughs> I'm really showing my age in the last two episodes. You need to watch the Pokemon. No, I don't. I was I was too old for Pokemon. I have come to realize that uh, the folks who were who grew up playing Pokemon are now adults. So I can't call y'all pedophiles anymore. It's just a part of your life. I I just you know by the time Pokemon came out, I was just a little bit too old, and I was already fucking like I wasn't thinking about no fucking Pokemon. And also, like when when you're somebody my age and someone younger tries to explain Pokemon to you, it just sounds like someone trying to explain like particle physics to you and it's just like mm-hmm. this doesn't make sense to me at all i don't even understand why you care but all of the adults that i knew that played a lot of them played because they played the game with their children with their kids and for me i've never been into any of the card-based games like magic the gathering pokemon I did play the Pokemon card game with my child for a little bit. I, n- I never really played the actual game, the video games games. Whatever else. The, uh, the other one that they had on... Um, I played a little bit of Pokemon Go. The fuck time. was that other game? Pokemon Go didn't count. The fuck was that other game? Uh, they made a they made a, a cartoon about it, too. Digimon. Digimon. Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, all them niggas. Yu-Gi-Oh, yes. All these niggas, like... None of them. Um, but yeah, no. Oh, that does remind me, though. If you have Amazon Prime video, I urge you to watch Players, which I didn't expect I was going to like as much as I did, but I ended up loving it. It's about it's a it's made by the folks who made um, American Vandal on Netflix, and it's a fake documentary about a League of Legends team called Fugitive. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. So it's like Fear of a Black Hat. I don't understand MOBAs. Me either. They explained a lot of it, though. You really are able to... Oh, League of Legends is fun. And I don't get the popularity of Battle Royale games. Don't, Don't get it. I'm like, but I can I can play this game. I can die in five minutes, and I just gotta start over again. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm I'm good, and I I ain't, I ain't got enough time to get good at this shit. No, thank you. But I understand where you're coming from, nigga. You play on easy. I mean, I, for some games, yes, but for the games that I really like, I don't. I don't need to. I mean, I don't really understand. I was just joking because you used to play Call of Duty without any issue, but now all of a sudden you sound like this, and I'm just disappointed. No, no, no. In you. But like Call, Call of Duty, if As I as a battle royale, but I, I don't play that either. Like, like I said, I don't understand the popularity of, of battle royale. That it makes no sense to me. I don't it, like. I watch people play battle royale games on the stream, and it's just like, okay, I get in the game, I grab some, grab some stuff. Oh shit, I got killed. We got we got killed early. The team got killed early, and then you just got to start to fuck over. Like you have you have no reprieve. Like you have nothing. Like it's just like you're dead. And well, bad luck next time, nigga. Like, yeah, get good is literally the call tag. And I don't have time. I don't have enough time to get good. Ah, uh, so 
Indigo was a school they created where they trained children and created sleeper agents, then sent them over to the alpha world, which is devious as fuck. Management never knew because the money was all private. The money comes from fanatics that hate the alpha world because they feel that they're the reason for the flu, even though that theory has been debunked. They don't care. Many sound people like, don't. Sound like, sound like they got Fox News over there. Mm-hmm. Aldrich asks about the assassinations that have been happening, and she says that it sounds like something Shadow would create. She heard that they were going to expedite the, the hiring of a sleeper agent named Shadow to the directorate, but she doesn't know who they are. All she knows is that if they're compromised, no one's safe. Then Alice Alpha comes into the house and asks Mousy, her nickname for Aldrich, if they're safe. And she tells her husband the same thing that Alice Prime told her husband about the pot roast and making sure that it's not too dry because he's cute, but he sure as fuck can't cook. And and the the way that yeah. he goes to go, but I'll you know what? Never mind. Uh, you can see that 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 thing over his face. Like he wants to tell her that he's already been told this, but and then he was just like, "Ain't no it. fucking use, ain't no mm-hmm. fucking use of this shit." So you know what? You're right. That I'm whole a- setup was nothing more than and twins because they're in a polyamorous <laughs> <Twins>. relationship. <laughs> yeah, I was confused that's about weird. what was happening there. Everybody's fucking around. He said that. Uh, he said that. Alpha came over. No, that Prime came over and mm-hmm. liked it. Wanted to meet herself. They hit it off. Oh. And twins. Right? I love. Andre gets home and Prime's been waiting for him. And he asks him, who does he work for and what floor? Because that story about having a sister in the hospital is bullshit. He's been colluding with Emily and hiding her research there. And Andre's like, what? What are you talking about? And Prime assures him, oh, my God. Prime assures him that he isn't the fucking nobody that Andre is used to. So you better start talking. Yeah. He pissed his fucking pants. Um, you know what? The only thing straight. I thought of was true lies when the nigga was <laughs> like, I got a little dick. It's pathetic. Right. Oh, man. But there's a uh, song that I like by LP. And he's like, all the tools in the box are not the sharpest one, but the manual that comes with me clearly reads, I cut. <laughs> and that's what I felt when Alpha, when Prime was talking to that nigga. Like, I'm not the nigga that you think I am. I will kill you. <laughs> like, you might not think I'm the sharpest tool in the box, but you got to read the manual. I will cut you. I love that song. That's wild. It's a great line, though. That's a bar. Let's call a motherfucking bars, nigga. So, anyhow. Face. What do they want from me? As 
for that shit of tools we spoke about I doubt that I'm the sharpest one The manuals I come with clearly read I cut So you're not fooling anybody We all know that you couldn't be here out of love You must really think that I am dumb Well, I know a thing or two about a thing or two And one of them's the fact that men like me don't ever get no second chance Not for the kind of man who showed up at death's door and didn't talk out so much You wore a hole out on a welcome man But you're good Wait, just smiled at me. Unless- hmm? What the hell is that? That's LP. You know Killer Mike, right? Yes. The guy who does all his beats and raps with him on Run the Jewels? Yeah. Before they started Run the Jewels, he had his own solo career. And that's oh. one of his songs. I've never listened to a whole Run the Jewels project. Really? Shoof. Run the jewels. I did fire, I did sir. I did listen to the I I listened to the Jid album and that was actually pretty good. And, I mean it was that was actually really good. Run the jewels is fire, good sir. I try I listened to the Jid album. But Andre, when he tells him that he's not the fucking nobody that Andre's used to, so you better start talking. Andre immediately says, I didn't know she was married. By the time she told him he was already in love, they had an affair for 10 months and then the accident happened. And he saw Alf at the hospital and made up a story about his sister. (laughs) Prime is amused that Andre is just a fucking civilian. And Andre asks why Prime is carrying a gun. (laughs) And he falls to the ground and he's like, I'm despicable. Please don't hurt me. I got a little (laughs) dick. It's pathetic. (laughs) He let him go though. He did. He did. I think he felt bad that this Emily was just as shitty as his Emily. That's exactly what it was. And he confirms that Andre loves Emily and that she loves him. And he grabbed the bag of money from that nigga and dipped. And Claire gives orders. Did he even know he was holding that money? Was he paying attention? Because he was slumped up with, you know, his head in his hands. He took his gun and his money. No, no, no. I mean, like, where did, where, I, I, don't remember where he found the money. Oh, when he broke into his house, he was looking through all right. his shit. Right, but I think that she might have stashed it in his place. It was it said. was her stuff. Yeah, he didn't yeah. know about it, though. No. Yeah, he know, he know not about it, so it yeah. was stashed. Yeah. So he was a mark. Oh, yes. But, you know, Claire gave orders to the three people from the beginning of the episode and tell them to be patient. And they get mad at first until one of them, the woman, advised the man... Do you know what the fuck you're standing in front of? She tells Claire that it's an honor to meet her, and Claire says she'll be in touch with more instructions. <laughs> Nigga, do you know who the fuck I am? Right. I'm a juggernaut, bitch. Like, didn't even have to say nothing. Somebody else said it for her. Like, dude, you better watch yourself. Baldwin, I had to bring this up because this part was dope. Baldwin was getting catcalled by a motherfucker in front of a bar, and the dude was like, why don't you smile? You'll be pretty if you smile. And Baldwin, in a part that was dope as fuck, let smoke, cigarette smoke, come out the stitches in the side of her mouth, like, <laughs> out of her cheek. <laughs> yeah, she because she wasn't facing, that side of her face wasn't facing him. So he just saw her, and she looked regular, and then she kind of turned. She so said, I'm always that. smiling, and then turn. You want to know how I got these scars? 
No? Okay. Emily Prime tells Alpha that it would be best if he didn't stay another night and not to look for things that aren't there. He asks if he if she thinks it's possible to truly love someone without knowing who they really are. And she says that maybe we don't love them for who they really are, but maybe love is seeing them for who they'd rather be. Bars, nigga. I, I don't know why you're not. I, where's, where's the soundboard? I gave you the clip to play. Bars. Fuck your clip. I didn't I didn't take it down. <laughs> I think I might have. Let me check. <laughs> I might have forgot to download it. Let me check real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot to download it. I'm a horrible person. I'm gonna feel bad for like three minutes. It's okay. Three minutes is long enough. It is. I'm done. Actually, it was a lot less than three minutes. I feel good about that because usually you know I'd agonize over that shit. Yeah. Good yeah. on you. You know, I, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Um, Prime then goes to talk to Emily Alpha, who, again, is still laid up in the hospital, and tells her that he found her stash. No, he basically was- said, you ain't shit. I thought yeah. he, said, he said, I thought you were going to be different, but you ain't shit. Yeah, more or less. He's like, I found your stash. You ain't shit. Thought you were better than this. You ain't. It would have been nice if you were just a mark, if he was just a mark, but he wasn't. Thought you were better than this. But thanks for the intel and dips out. And Alpha goes back to Prime's house and Anna's waiting for him. And she asks him if he's sick or dying because she doesn't understand why he's acting nice and why he won't leave them alone after all these years. And he apologizes for the mistakes he made in the past and tells her that he regrets so much. She's about to dip and he asks her to just pretend that she doesn't know him for just a few moments, that he isn't the negligent father who ruined everything. He just wants to start over. He just wants her to tell him what he missed. And you know what? Honestly, I caught feelings about that because if my dad came up to me and was like, you know what, I just... I don't I don't want you to like me or nothing like that. I just want to know what I missed in your life and your son's life and your children's life. I'd probably cry. I'd probably let that nigga back in. He'd fuck me over. I'd be mad all over again. This was emotional. It was. But he was yeah. saying he wanted to know what he missed talking about the miscarriage. It was I thought he was talking about her life. No, yeah, he, he was he, basically he, saying he never got to have Anna because his wife never had got, a yes. miscarriage. So mm-hmm. he wants to know. So he wants to know about her life. So I mean, you're both saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, probably. We do that. I was like, "Oh, that's so. It's so much. It's so much." Yeah, it's it's a wonder that she doesn't understand that that's not her dad. That's also true. Why would she understand? It's a nigga that looks exactly like her dad. That's also, but also like he true. is not doing. He is not doing anything that her dad would do. Well, people change. Like nothing. People don't change like that. He could be under the influence. Well, I mean, she already had to deal with that for for her mom, so maybe she does. Yeah, like listen. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. You know nothing about that. Yeah, now listen. I found it. That's eight mile. The, no, it's Onyx. That's Onyx. Last days. Eight mile. 
It was used in eight miles, but it was on. Hey, real talk, that nigga shouldn't even have made it to the championship, though. Yes, he should have. He no, beat he Lotto. Have. He did not beat Lotto. You knew exactly what I was talking about. He beat Lotto. That he nigga Lotto blah. lit him up. He beat Lotto. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Can't understand a word you say. Hibbity hoo ha. That's a great line. Those are great raps. <laughs> he wrote the whole movie. thing. He wrote their raps too. So, like, of course, <laughs> Eminem wrote that whole scene. Look, they didn't Snoop let dog got a fucking boob job. They didn't let Anthony Mackie rap the whole movie. I nope. wouldn't let him rap either. The fuck does Captain America have that I need to hear? But then, but then he hit him. Like I said before. He hit that nigga with some shit from his real life. Some of that shit that he was saying in that rap to him about what supposedly was supposed to be about his character was actually Anthony Mackie's life in real life. So that stunned look that he had at the at the end of that, that's real. He that's asked for a great from, movie. He, he asked Shani for hates, hates on that movie. It's no, I don't movie. hate on the movie. I just said it's one of the top 10 last 10 minutes of the movie, movies of all time. Yeah, but I hate the fact that people just watch that and they don't have the context for the rest of the movie and all of the stuff that he's talking about, especially in that last one. Oh, yeah, no, I I watched it. Once you watch it once, though, you can always just skip to the last 10 minutes. Same same as you got served. But but I've I've seen... Dance movies. I've seen people do reactions on YouTube and they hadn't seen the movie. They just watched that last part. And it's just like, you're missing you're missing all of the references that he has. And like, you know, because he referenced basically the whole fucking movie. Yeah. And Cheddar Bob. Shot himself with his own gun. Shot the Cheddar Isn't Bob. that the he same was... guy from Scandal? Cheddar Bob? I don't, think I don't so. know about you. I don't know Huck. about Cheddar Bob. Isn't that Huck? No, that's not no. Huck. Mm-hmm. Huck, um, Huck is um, Cuban B from Half Baked. Yeah, he was the one who was at the restaurant. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. Yeah. What did they say? YOLO? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, so that that was Huck. Um, and and he's also the um, he's also the Wrap It Up Box dude from Chappelle. You better wrap that gavel up, B. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah that 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 was Huck, but um, th- but no, the the Cheddar Bob ended up playing in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. He was uh, Mick Rory's dad or some shit. When they they went back in time at one point to like Vietnam or some shit like that, and that was Mick Rory's dad. Wow, I didn't know that entire episode was actually called Yolo from Scandal. Okay. okay. Scandal, such a great show. It's such it, a great show. You know it what? Started off, it's all the Shonda Rhimes shows all start off great. They all start great. You know what? Shonda Rhimes, I still say that show for like the first four seasons was perfect. Period. Normally, I'd start with a drill or a scalpel. Peeling off the skin can be beautiful. Or removing fingers, toes. I like the feeling of a... <laughs> I need to run. Huck was such a great character. So, yes. It looks yeah. like you're gonna need to wait here for me for a while. Can you do that? Oh, it's a shame. Because I was really looking forward to getting started. But 
Life needs me. You know what? What the hell? I think we have time for at least one. Let's live a little. What's that stupid thing the kids are saying? YOLO? YOLO. That was the intro for that episode, dog. Like, <laughs> Such a great show. Oh, man. There's two great things about that show. It was Huck and it was Papa Pope. Papa no, Pope's speeches were fucking fantastic. Like, that, who gives a better speech than Papa Pope, dog? And who Everybody. gives you who gives you a better I'm gonna put you in your motherfucking place speech than Papa Pope? Joe Morton. You're Not funny. a soul. You're a funny, funny man. I am. Or should I say boy? You are You're a boy. A boy. Been coddled and cared for, <laughs> pampered and hugged. For you, it's always summertime. summertime. Living is easy. easy. Daddy's rich. Your mama's good looking. You're a grand. You got money in your blood. You are uh, a, a boy. Boy. What's the best? I'm a man. I have worked for every single thing I have ever received. I have fought and scraped and bled for every inch of ground I walk on. I was the first in my family to go to college. My daughter went to boarding school with the children of kings. kings. I made that happen. You cried yourself to sleep because daddy hurt your feelings, because papa banged his secretary, because it hurt to have so much money you spoiled entitled ungrateful little brat you have everything handed to you on a silver platter and you squander it you've given the world and you can appreciate it because you haven't had to work for anything so now you've decided that the one thing that you want is my daughter my child mine what i made what i created you could talk about what a great lay she is to try to get a response from me all you want. But guess what? I am actually, quite literally, above your pay grade. Which means that I know that you believe that you are in love with her as wrong as you may be. I do love her. You love that she is a door-marked exit. You love that she is your way out. Because if you are with Olivia Pope, you don't have to fulfill your father's dream of being president. If you are with Olivia, you no longer have to be your father's son. An apple never falls too far from the tree. You are always going to be Senator Grant's disappointing boy, Fitz. <laughs> she Fitz. is always going to be the formidable Olivia, Olivia Pope. Pope. Don't use the person that I made to make you into a man. You're a boy. A boy. You don't know anything about me. Sadly, boy, I know everything about you. You disappoint me <laughs> as a suitor for my daughter's hand. <laughs> I can't wait till we do that show. It's the and best. that's why Shonda Rhimes is the shit. Honestly, the best. Would, if, if any of her other shows had that kind of back and forth, but none of the rest of them hit like that to me. That's the best. I can't wait till we do that show. It's the best. And that was that was in, in Grey's Anatomy. It was the um, 
the little short lady, um, they called the Nazi at first. Um, her speeches were fucking fantastic, too. She is always going to be the formidable. I'm going to start calling my daughter that. The formidable. Isabella Jones, the formidable Shamari Crump. Like, ah, that is such a great line. She wrote that. Shonda literally sat down and wrote that masterwork. Yeah, Brandon, you want to do it. I'll, I'll walk through the woods with you. But when we get to them last seasons, I'm going to fucking let you have it. 916-633-1. Because what's going to happen is that's going to be your Oz. Oh, yes. <laughs> Those yes. last seasons are better than the last season of Oz. Are they, though? There's seven yes. seasons of this shit. I still never watch How to Get Away with Murder. I stopped about three. Um, I stopped after about three seasons. You should stop after maybe six at the most. You are a boy. It's the best. It's the best. <sighs> 916 633 1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Candy Alexander's great on there, too. She is. She is indeed. Don't forget um, about her. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm on there at Ratchet Book Club. You are. And the show is RTO Podcast. We are. Uh, you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Uh, copy and paste that in the Apple Podcasts. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at Patreon.com slash Single Simulcast. Or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can leave a tip in the tip jar on the Good Pods app. Just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to hot you later. Peace. Peace out. It's no secret that the both of us are running out of time. This is single simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slip.